Hello and welcome to the Closed Screening Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Nicholas. And today we are going to tackle the beast (laughs) that is HBO Max, Warner Brothers' newest home release, Mortal Kombat. If you want to give us the little rundown of who's in it, how much did it cost, how much has it made? Absolutely. So, for those unfamiliar, Mortal Kombat is an American martial arts fantasy film. Based on the video game franchise of the same name, and um, I actually didn't know this. There was the previous Mortal Kombat film series, mm-hmm. like back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that was a thing. So it's quote-unquote reboot of the Mortal Kombat film series. And I will just go into the um, main characters. There are several characters in this film. I will just highlight some of the main cast. Our protagonist, Cole Young, is played by Louis Tan. Sonya Blade is portrayed by Jessica McNamee. Kano is played by Josh Lawson. Lord Raiden is played by Tadanobu Asano. Jax is played by Makad Brooks. Liu Kang is portrayed by Ludi Lin. Shang Tsung is portrayed by Chin Han. And finally, Bihan slash Sub-Zero is portrayed by Joe Taslim. The film was directed by Simon McQuoid. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, This is his feature directorial debut. Uh, It has a screenplay from Greg Russo and Dave Callahan, as well as the story by Russo and Oren Uziel. And the film has a running time of 110 minutes. It had a budget of $55 million, which was a little bit surprising to me. As of today, as of May 12th, the box office is $72.5 million dollars. And I should add, it is a streaming hit. It is the most successful launch in HBO Max's history. Short history. Short history. <laughs> yeah. It's even beat Kong. Even beat Kong. Our boy Kong. I know. All right. <laughs> First, let's talk about what was good. I, I don't even know if good's the right word. Yeah. I, I, wish, I should say right out of the gate for our, our listeners. We d- I did not enjoy this film. Yeah, it was not. It was a horrible. It film. was a ho- it was a horrible <laughs> film. Well, <laughs> but we're gonna get. I there. don't even want to call it a film. <laughs> it's a it's a movie. Yeah, I hate to be the kind of person that you need to make a <laughs> distinction between movies and film. Terrible movie. Um, also, I have never played the Mortal Kombat games. <laughs> I don't have any attachment to these characters. There you go. So I'm glad we had that perspective because I have a small history with Mortal Kombat. As a comic book lover, I had the Xbox 360 video game Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. So I am familiar with these characters through that game and their okay. story. So I'm familiar with their fights, their origins, their history, their iconic quotes, lines, all that jazz. I kn- I know but just like the basic pop culture stuff sure. of like the fatality screen. <laughs> yeah. I know Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Right. But let's get into the movie. I'm judging this as a movie. As a movie. Not as a comic book come to life. I mean, a yeah. video game come to life. Yeah. I thought it was pretty funny whenever they they said something from the video game. It was... Like you, a line yeah. that they would say. Some of it was um, 
seemed pretty authentic. Some of it at times was a little bit cheesy. Um, I think it was 100%. All of it was cheesy. It Yeah. To the point where your your eyes almost started to roll, but then you're just like, okay, we can play into this. It was it was the tongue in cheek. It was it was fun. Every time, re- whether or not you thought it was sort of like, ooh, cringy or yeah, sort of the eye roll, it was still fun to hear those. Um, I loved, um, I, I think I think the one that, that played the best in the film was the climax Sub-Zero versus Scorpion fight. And Scorpion does the... Oh, get over here and does you know (laughs) i think that one played the best um the one that made me really cringe was the flawless victory line something about that one just didn't sit right with me but like when they even though it is authentic to the video games and like sometimes it's funny (laughs) at the same time it's a complete like 180 on the tone that's being set through the film it's so forced because the like they've set such these high stakes that (laughs) Like any character can die with the slightest mishap. Yes. The the smallest miscalculation in your fight, you're gonna die, and then they win and they they critical hit. <laughs> like I don't. It's like they almost look directly in the camera and say that. Yeah. But as a video game movie, it's not the worst. It's not the worst. Not the worst. It's n- it's not gonna. It's no Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm just kidding. I haven't even seen that. I, I, I haven't seen that one either. I, it was, it had a competent three act structure. It did. I will say that it did. It really did. A nice, the most basic, a nice, basically the entire, just run of the mill hero's journey. What's what's the main guy's name? Uh, was it Cole Young? Did Cole, I already forget? Yeah, yeah, Cole. Yeah, Cole Young. Cole goes through the. Yeah, I was about to say. Do we want to give a brief synopsis? Do you have a brief synopsis for this film that yes. you want to give? Our our hero Cole is a. Not dishonored, but a a washed up yeah, let's get word for it. MMA UFC fighter. And he's now throwing fights for like two hundred dollars a session. Yeah. And he basically gets picked up by what's his name? Jax. Jax. First off, I just want to say I watched this movie a week ago and have forgotten every character's name. <laughs> Which is a bad sign for a movie. <laughs> And it turns out that Sub-Zero is trying to kill him because he's the descendant of, I guess, I don't Hanzo even know. Hanzo yeah. Hasashi. Who's later who becomes Scorpion. Scorpion. Yes. And that Cole is tasked to be part of a, what is it, like a essential dimensional Essentially, right. A t- basically, what's happening in the backdrop of this film, in the present time, the realm of Outworld has defeated Earth Realm in nine of the ten tournaments known as Mortal Kombat. So if Earth Realm loses the tenth tournament, the rule state is going to be conquered by Outworld. And the film never really sets up that these are two distinct different no, places. Never. I did not know that Cole's daughter was his daughter <laughs> until <laughs> fifty-five minutes into the runtime when she screams dad. Yeah. Because he looks like he's 25 he does and his daughter's Young. like 13 yep i, I thought it was that just, too. i thought it was like his little sister that he's like the guardian of i thought i thought it's exactly what i thought little sister we can get into that later <laughs> but he must find his what do they call it what's the the power called oh gosh i have no idea what it's called 
he has an, an inner power inside of him that he must unlock. Yeah. To be able to fight effectively. Yeah. He doesn't want to fight. And then he goes and trains, gets his ass kicked, leaves to be with his family. His family almost gets killed. So then he finally unlocks his power. Yeah. Goes back. They fight. They win. <laughs> and then the most basic cliche story act, like structure. It's, yeah. Yeah. The reluctant mentor. The, yeah. <laughs> the all hope is lost. Yeah. Dark of the night. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. There you go. That, I mean, that's that's the story. That's yeah. that's essentially the plot. And I know I texted you because we just happened to both watch this at the same time. We were. I texted you. I said, hey, is Mortal Kombat, you have watched it yet? Yeah. You said, watching it right now. Yep. I was about to say, I was like 30 minutes ahead of you and it, oh gosh, those texts. I, I, I wish did. we could just like display them <laughs> just I did right have now. to stop and <laughs> take a pause. It was kind of funny. The night that we watched it, HBO Max had like a virtual, not screening, but like everyone on a live stream starts it at the same time. Really? And then you quote unquote watch it together. Huh. And you can like comment and talk to other people about the movie. It was an interesting idea. Maybe for a better film, I would have participated. Yeah. <laughs> but I texted you like halfway through the movie. I said, this movie feels like a 16-year-old, two 16-year-olds that Friday night yep. played Mortal Kombat until 1 a.m. Yep. They're sh- having a sugar high on Mountain Dew and candy. And they said, let's <laughs> write the most v- vulgar. Yeah film that we can think of <laughs> that's right yeah i don't disagree with that at all but the combat i would say the combat for the most part's cool see i was very disappointed but the, what i noticed is i don't know i i kind of just my expectations were turned off about 30 minutes into the movie and i was just like let's just watch this for what it is well see and that's the thing so for me going into this film I was like, all right, you're watching this for what it is. And what it is is not some, like, heavy, like, you're not, there's no sort of thematic undertones to this film. You're going to get the most basic plot. You are in this for the fights. Like, the like the cool, like, the source material, the adaptation of it on the screen. And what I got was horrible, like, martial arts action that was just, like, the fighting was drowned out in horrible digital effects. And, like, the hand-to-hand combat was atrocious. The fights were honestly some of the worst parts of the film Ooh, and that that's, that's considering the simple plot line i could not stand those fight sequences they were horrible every single one of them the guy with the hat what was his name raiden well no excuse no, me the guy uh, that throws his hat that spins around uh kong was that Liu kang or yeah. shang Tsung? long kang i think gotcha yeah yeah i thought that he was underused because he's he was He's his, I guess his power was, he had a razor blade for a hat. That <laughs> yeah. He could control with his mind. Yes, for the casual viewer, that it that is his power, and he is the the token character that has a connection with another character that must die in order yep. for our more important character to develop into his full potential. But he, I, I think he that. had some of the coolest. He did. Pieces where he would throw his. He did. I don't want to call it a sombrero because that's not <laughs> what it is. I know they make a joke that. <laughs> yeah. But he throws his hat like it almost acts like the Captain America shield. It does. Yeah. No. That his character was probably the coolest with, with his 
hat. And then when Sub-Zero freezes Scorpion's blood and uses that as like like a dagger. Those were the coolest parts to me. And that was it. So for what I wanted out of this film about a fourth way in, I thought the combat was serviceable, but it falls into the we don't have that good of choreography, so we're just going to shake the camera around yes. and make it as disorient as possible so you don't realize Oh my gosh, horrible. we're not actually touching each other. That's a good way to put it. That's exactly what it was. Oh my gosh. I, was, I, was, I can't tell you how disappointed I am. Listeners, I cannot stress how upset I am that this film, all I wanted was just awesome choreography and fight sequence, and it was horrendous. It was horrible. Um... I did appreciate the beginning of the film, the first 12 minutes. I did too. Set in feudal Japan. Yeah, 17th century Japan. They are actually speaking Japanese. They, yes. Which I, uh, I'm not going to say a lesser film because this is a lesser film. <laughs> yeah. For, would have had them speaking English. Yes, absolutely. And I'm glad that they said, you're going to read subtitles for 12 minutes. Yeah. Which was fine. And I appreciate it. And yeah. I thought the opening was the best part of the movie. It was solid. As as And I have an overview for the opening, too, because I thought it was the best part of the film. So essentially, it opens in 17th century Japan, and it sets the context for like what will come later and then the surprise resurrection reappearance of Scorpion at the end of the film. Spoiler alert. So essentially, these assassins led by Bihan, who would go on to become Sub-Zero... Uh, kill the warriors of the rival, and I'm going to butcher it, Shirai Ru Ninja Clan, led by Hanzo Hisashi, who would go on to be Scorpion, including Hanzo's wife and son. Hanzo kills the attackers before he is eventually killed by Bihan, and his soul is condemned to the nether realm, which I didn't know that was really happening at the time. Like when that happened, I was a little confused. Um, and then to conclude that scene, Raiden, who is the god of thunder, arrives and essentially takes Hanzo's surviving infant daughter to safety. And that's where we find out that our protagonist is the descendant. the bloodline, the descendant of this infant daughter of Hanzo Hasashi. Yeah. If we're going to keep shooting on this movie, there's a lot of exposition. Yeah. And a lot of people saying nothing. <laughs> you, If you knew nothing about like the universe yeah. for all purposes that is me yeah you're still so confused as to where these people come from yeah what they're doing why they're doing that you i'm not gonna, i'm not we're not gonna pick it we're that's not well though and it's interesting because it's like the one good thing i can say about it is that it does it it, it caters to fans who are familiar with the source material but very surface level but what it it fails the the casual viewer like yourself who knows nothing about these characters because we're introduced to these concepts without any sort of like there is so much exposition that that doesn't give us context to what the outworld is or those characters in the outworld the characters of earth realm and like their motivations or like i it, like when when you see some of these characters like the ragtag group team that comes together Sonya, Jax, Cole, Kano you as someone who's a fan of those characters I know what their motivations are in the games and I know what their powers and their skill sets are going to be throughout the film you don't 
the casual viewer doesn't necessarily, who doesn't play Mortal Kombat. So they give you fan service for those who played the games with these little quips and iconic lines and like surface level motivations, but it's you no one gets anything from this, like any of yeah. the dialogue, any of the plot. Like why are we doing this? Yeah. And I mean we could sit here and put a mic like microscope on the plot and pick it apart all day. Yeah. For one, I'm just I Yeah. They talk about how there's this tournament. Yeah. There are rules to this tournament. Right. But the entire time, the bad guys are going out of their way to break the rules. Circumventing the entire system. And, like, who's putting on this tournament? Right. A tournament has to be, like, neutral. No context. And they they always talk about, we got to do this, like, like, stealthily. No one can know we're breaking the rules. And then at the very end, like, all of the, like, the battles are basically not part of this tournament. Right. So is the sequel going to rely about consequences? Like, yeah. this third party comes in, like, we're going to force you to fight again. Yeah. Because at the very end of the movie, all of the antagonists that had been killed turned to black smoke. Yeah. So negating their deaths. <laughs> and they're yeah. still alive. Yeah. Because they basically killed half the Mortal Kombat roster. Yeah. Which I don't care. I mean, I don't really care. No. Because I, I was thinking, like, how are you going to make a sequel if that's what I was thinking? Half too. of your bad guys died exactly. in the first one. Exactly. So I, that didn't. I didn't mind that, but I would. If there's a sequel, don't know if I'll watch it because the only reason I watched it was because I already had HBO Max. Yeah. So if they make a sequel, I would like to at least them address like this tournament was a tournament. Right. And I feel like it's almost and I and I feel bad because. I feel like what they were trying to do was, okay, we're just going to hit the ground running. We're just, uh, there's this tournament. It's called Mortal Kombat. We're on the final like stage of this like nine out of 10. We're just going for it. And we're just going to introduce everybody and just go. And everyone will like that because no one likes the slow pace, like background yeah. history boring, but you kind of lost like you from the very get go. You kind of lost everybody. You don't, we don't even really know what's happening. You don't, we don't know what's happening. We don't know motivations. We, we don't understand why, some people breaking the rules while we're following rules we don't understand anything yeah the, the good guys are all about following the rules <laughs> and then right. the bad guys are like literally at one point they're they put up this like force field yeah where the bad guys can't get through it and they're just standing there waiting for it to go down exactly where the bad guys breaking the rules like six at the sixth yeah. tournament I don't, I don't know and it's like you got a, a nine to zero lead <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> did you really have to break the rules for the 10th one? Exactly. Um, I did want to go into this. I found the character of Cole Young to be the most weak, uninteresting, oh uninspired God. performance and protagonist I've seen in a film in quite some time. The the acting as a whole <laughs> was some of the worst that I've seen from a major studio blockbuster of all time. <laughs> I did not believe a word coming from any of anyone's mouth. Anyone's mouth. And... I thought that Kano's character had the most like spunk to him. And when he first, like the first 10 minutes of Kano played by Josh Lawson, I was like, all right, Kano, like I know characters can't like, I know his character. Like he is kind of like witty and funny and like this sort of wild card. He's definitely going to like save this film. And after about 10 minutes, I was like, nope, I'm over him. Yeah, he He's gets, too much. He gets real annoying, real annoying, real fast. Didn't it's, save the film. They, they like go out of their way to be like, this guy's a sexist. He's a racist. 
he's just that terrible person. But then they just keep doing it and keep going on over and, going and over on and going on. Yep. So, yeah, it, it was uninspired performances all around, but particularly, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Louis Tan, Tan, who plays Cole Young, not, you didn't do it for me. <laughs> you, you didn't carry that film at all. But the w- the most unforgivable thing about this film to me Uh-oh. is the editing. Oh, <laughs> it is some of the worst and mistake ridden <laughs> editing jobs I've I've ever seen in a released theatrical released film. Who there are you heard it here. First there are folks. multiple shots throughout the film where I don't know if they were trying to slice two pieces together. But it will be a microsecond jump cut where they'll show one character. For example, I think it's with Kano. He mm-hmm. gets his legs swept from under him when they're practicing. Yes. And you pointed this out to me. They show the guy that knocked him down. They show Kano. They show a wide shot of the people watching. And then for half a second... Kano pops up and then pops out. (laughs) And then it goes back to the guy that knocked him over. Yeah. And that happens at least three or four times. Horrible. It almost seems like they didn't watch the movie back. Because anyone that was involved in the editing department would see that and say, that looks weird. And I should note that production for this film, uh, or excuse me, principal photography occurred from September to December 2019. This film was released April 8th, 2021. So they had two years. Plenty of time. To, not fully two years, a year and a half to more more time, this More pop- time than you generally would have in a yes. normal timeline. It was very, very strange. And I don't know, something like that is such an easy, yeah. just go back to Adobe Premiere and cut that part out. Yeah, I don't know if they watched it back, or just said ship the shit and let's <laughs> let's make a bunch of money and make sequel. let's yeah let's get it on. Now I want to ask you, okay, does it deserve a sequel? The only, it, it doesn't. But I will say this: you have now set up the, the entire film, at least from like the the team we were following. Half those characters now are now their Mortal Kombat characters. Jax now has his arms. Sonya now has her powers. I don't remember what they were now. She can uh, shoot lasers, right? Something like that. She blew a girl's chest in half. Yeah. Kano had his Cole. You know, like the characters are now fully established. If you're going to do the sequel now, you you have like the whole. There's no excuses for the there's first. No, there's no 45 excuses. minutes to have you still re- like you've set up your characters now you really haven't we've mentioned we talked about this you haven't really set up or established why the characters are doing this like with the, the tournament every, yeah, all this world Earth Realm. the only person we know why he's selected is because he's the descendant of this guy right but even like why was <laughs> he selected exactly yeah, why him? Like, what was it? Was her his parents selected before him? Exactly. It's, it's so ambiguous. So, regardless, no matter your backdrop, you have now set up your characters, and I guess you've established some of their characterization. I guess. So, 
you're now ready to really hit the floor running, I guess. Like, if you're going to do the sequel, everything is set up for you. You've now done it. So if you're going to do it, do it and do it right. But it does it does not deserve a sequel. But it looks like it might get one. No, I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. I think that most people that watch this movie are going to get out what they wanted to get out of it. Uh, you know, and I hope so. And like you said, most successful movie, which I yeah. cannot, I cannot believe that this is... That's what I'm saying. Hopefully it gets beat out by like Suicide Squad or something else. Right. But... Obviously, this isn't going to be the next Citizen Kane or... Oh, gosh, no. Vertigo or whatever. Right. But I think a lot of the fans are going to enjoy it and see potential in it because even though the graphics and CGI is not the best, it's still the best-looking Mortal Kombat That's fair. you can watch. That's true. So and maybe get some new screenwriters, a new director. Yes, please. New editor. Yes. Oh gosh, all of it. And maybe you could make something work. A video game movie is gonna have to be good one of these days. You'd think so. And We'd and I know they've set kind of set themselves up for the long call. Like obviously, like they took the whole time to establish like to make Jacks Jacks and Sonya Sonya and everybody everybody like like at the end like the final part of the film. Cole leaves Los Angeles in search of the Hollywood martial artist star Johnny Cage. Which is I know Johnny Cage. Yeah, exactly. He's, I think he's the most famous, probably. Yeah, he was one of the series' original seven player playable characters in the Mortal Kombat series. So they obviously have plans set up if they want to pursue them. So on that alone, give them the sequel. But I, I don't know if I want to watch the sequel. I don't think I will. <laughs> this was so bad. I probably won't. But all I was in it for was the fighting. Let's let. Let's let. Oh, I guess we should hire a new, like, stunt choreographer. Please, I guess. But let's let the fans. Let's let the fans dictate. Yeah. Well, you can't. Not. Not really. And I, and my general consensus. I I know the reviews are kind of mixed across the board, like Rotten Tomatoes and Metascore, all that kind of stuff. People I've talked to. They I kind of either they love it or they hate it. There's kind of no in between. So there there are lovers out there of this film, and I'm not gonna take any of that away from you. And if, if and they enjoyed the fights, I just was a little bit. I don't know if I'm too picky with it or not, but I didn't really like it. But I just expect more now that the whole like we've had 20 years to build on the theme of superpowered young individuals ganging together to save the world. Like I feel like we can make better movies now with that sort of genre. I don't know. I expect a little bit more out of that. I feel like we can perfect that formula now. And this film just wasn't it. Just was not it for me. Yeah. I can understand that. A two out of ten. Two out of ten. A two out of ten. I gave it, I think, a 4.1. I was. I think I'm a little little more lenient than yeah. you are. Can stand but it. But <laughs> if this movie was... Mm-hmm. Your cup of tea. Maybe you said, "Oh, I like the action. I like the, the over-the-top gore." I've got, I've got a recommendation for you. Okay, say it. If you if you are in the mood for an over-the-top bloody action film, I want to recommend John Woo's The Killer. It's a Hong Kong action film from 1989. I am familiar with that one. Have not seen it, but I'm very familiar with it. Or any of his films. He's it's a very over-the-top action film about a 
hitman who accidentally blinds a singer when he's on assignment. And then he falls in love with her and they form a relationship because she can't see him. And he decides that he's going to pay for her eye surgery. And then his foil is the detective who isn't in love with the girl, but he knows the girl and they have this cat and mouse game. And if you're in the mood for a good martial arts film, I would say some Hong Kong films, obviously, and Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. If you want a nice classic martial arts film. I can assure you listeners, all of those films will be 10,000 times better than this and Mortal Kombat film. If you want just any sort of violence, Tarantino. Oh, more for sure. accessible. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not really in the mood to read subtitles. Yeah. But grow up. Could you take, could you take some of the violence and like bloodshed, like in this film seriously at times? Like, was it all serious to you? Did you think some of it was funny sometimes? Do you recall at all? Like your your thoughts on it? I thought the the part when the bad guys have invaded the temple or whatever, mm-hmm. and the emperor dude calls his like goddess his right. lover, right? And she has some like theatrical like flying through the air, <laughs> just for was it Kang or Kang Lao, Kong Lao, Kong, Kong Lao? I can't remember now. The guy with the hat. Yeah, <laughs> he just basically throws her on his hat while it's spinning on the ground and well, just yeah. slices her in half. I did, yeah. I thought that was funny. I did too. I don't think, yeah, I, f- I feel like sometimes... I think the, that was the flaw. Was that maybe in the flawless victory moment too? Yeah, where he <laughs> says it out loud. <laughs> maybe that's what also added to the, the humorness in the moment. Yeah, I, I felt I was kind of... I didn't like the fact that I was... At one action scene, I felt like it was they were being super serious and another, yeah, it, it was The humorous. tone of the like the like how they use violence in the film is not very okay. consistent. Yeah. Because like sometimes they're supposed to view it as like this evil that... Right. Like this violence is like horrible. Sub-Zero has frozen Scorpion's family. Yeah. It's horrible. And then the next scene... No stakes. We see him and he's... I didn't, I didn't feel the stakes in that. Throwing moment. icicles. We're like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well... I don't want to leave on a dire note. I, I I should say this. What are you watching? What you watching? Um, what are you watching lately? Our segment. What you watching? Have I watched anything? I started the per- first Percy Jackson movie with yeah. my girlfriend. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Yeah. Has it aged well? No. <laughs> it's horrific. <laughs> Very bad. But don't worry. You got a Disney Plus series coming I, soon. I, that's the reason I liked it. That's right. I... Reason I'm watching it is because I was, just, I saw that they they tweeted the open casting call for yeah the series. I said I'll check yeah. that out. Um, Nothing else. I started the Bong Joon Ho film Mother. I are you like are we like deep into it halfway like I'm about 45 minutes into it. Thoughts it so far it seems a bit derivative of one of the plot lines in Memories of Murder, but don't quote me on that yet. Next episode. I'll have it done. There you go. And I started Band of Brothers, the HBO miniseries, with my girlfriend. Thoughts on that? We're one episode in. Seems okay. Good. good pilot. Good pilot. How many episodes? It's ten. Got a ways to go. But you watching anything? Um, I just had finals this past week, so there I've you go. Not yeah, I haven't. I haven't been mindset able to watch anything. Yeah, I I am halfway through the 
HBO Max documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor? The oh. Fred Rogers documentary. How really enjoying it. it. Um, was that the one that was up for best animated? Oh, gosh. I not animated. Best documentary from I, like two years ago? I think it was. It might have been. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, because there's. it was funny because they came out with like two Mr. Rogers films at the same yeah, the time. One it was like Tom this Hanks. and then the one Tom Hanks. This have is, you seen that one? I have not. It's, it was okay. Was it good? Okay. This one I'm really enjoying. Um, like I said, I'm not, I haven't finished it yet. I'm a little bit over halfway. Really enjoying it. And then I am currently, I need a superhero show fix after, after the wonderfulness that was Invincible. I was craving it. And so I'm uh, diving into the Netflix new series, Jupiter's Legacy. I've heard, it, I'm two episodes in. It's eh. Is I, it is it based on? So it's, it's a comic book series that okay. I read seven years ago. I love the series. Who's so the, the publisher? Image Comics. So the creator, uh, you may those listening may not be familiar with Jupiter's Legacy. You will, however, be familiar with its creator, Mark Millar. He created Kick-Ass, Kingsman and the Secret Service. He wrote the Old Man Logan series, which would go on to inspire Logan for Fox. And he wrote Marvel's Civil War, which would go on to <laughs> be adapted by the MCU in 2016. So... He has a good track record, and the comic series was awesome. TV show, so far, is leaving a little bit to be desired. First episode was really rough. I saw some... Uh, Second one, much better. Some people posting stuff about the the CGI. It's horrendous. And it did not look good. It needs, a, it needs like, a big-budget movie. It does not need this low-budget TV, but it's, it's okay. Like I said, first episode, horrible. Okay. Second episode, all right, we're... We still got six episodes to go. And one more thing I did watch. I watched Mary and Max. It is a 2009-2007 stop-motion film about a girl that lives in Australia. And she picks a random name out of a phone book and starts writing to him. And she writes this guy named Max. And he is an adult with autism. And it's their... About their correspondence over the course of, I think, 20 years. Dang. Until she becomes an adult. Very emotional. Check it out, folks. Philip Seymour Hoffman voices Max, and Tony Collette voices the adult, Mary. How did you watch the film? I watched it because my professor posted it for us to watch. Oh, okay. I was about to say, we could direct our audience to a streaming service if they so chose, but... I'm sorry. Probably Amazon for like three dollars to rent. Yeah, probably. But I think that wraps it up here. It wraps it up. Moral of the story: If you got HBO Max, <laughs> maybe skip Mortal Kombat. Skip this one. I, I'd say this. It makes. Uh, I'd want to. I'd rather watch Kong versus Godzilla four uh, times yes. in a row. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We don't have to. We okay. Yeah. We don't have to go into that. But, but yes. yes. This, this made that film look ten thousand times better. There's that new one, the new HBO one coming out this weekend. Oh. I did not know there's a new it's one coming out. Angelina Jolie. Hold on. Well, Zach's looking that up. Audience members, go check out Marvel Celebrates the Movies, the short video clip on YouTube where you'll see your first footage of Marvel's Eternals with Angelina Jolie looking awesome with her sword. Those Who Wish Me Dead. Those Who Wish Me Dead. What what, what is it about? Like What is it? I, it's like, I haven't, I haven't watched the trailer for mm-hmm. it, but it's, it's like a kid being hunted by two like hitmen, and they stumble up. Sh- the kid stumbles upon her, and she takes it upon herself to protect him. Interesting. Sounds dark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, 
Huh. Well, that may be that may be something we talk about. Our track record. I've only I'm, I haven't seen Tom and Jerry, but other than that, I've seen every <laughs> release. <laughs> We've seen every other release. That's right. And we we finally I know we're rambling here, but we finally got a trailer for the Green Knight, the new A twenty four film. I haven't watched it yet. Looks very trippy, very mind awesome. bending. That's what I want. So hopefully we'll be able to see that in theaters. Yes, hopefully. And I think that about ends it here. That ends it here. Follow us. Follow us on Twitter at Close Screening. That's right. No the. No the capital C, capital Cap- S. Yep. And if all goes according to plan, we should have some awesome outro music by yes. guest star Chase Mahan, Chase the Mahan one and only, has given gifted us with some new outro music. Check it out, folks. Thanks for listening. <laughs>